0: Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now, let's listen to the Word of God. So, this afternoon, we're just going to go ahead and study from the book of Luke, chapter 15 alright we're gonna go go ahead and look at Luke chapter 15 and all that Luke 15 has to say basically this uh, chapter has three stories and the way each story is gonna help uh, we believe that this year is gonna be a year of restoration of and great joy so let's look at Luke chapter 15 verse 1 onwards we read together alright one two three go the tax collectors and notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. Verse 2 This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain, and he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Now, just these two verses, I want to ask you there were two types, of, there were two categories of people over here that came to Jesus, right? And what were the two categories of people that came to Jesus? The Bible calls them notorious sinners. And uh, there, were, there was another group that came, which is right there on the screen. Which, what was that? The Pharisees. They were, they were not teachers of law, or they were not really, uh, they, were, they were teachers of religious law. They were not just teachers of religion, but religious law. The Bible is so specific, so it's, uh, it's amazing how, you know, there can be these categories of people that can just come and still Jesus embraces them and what he says in verse 3. So Jesus told them this story. There were two categories of people and the first category came, go to verse 1. The first category came to? They came to? listen to Jesus. What did the second uh, category come for? Guru verse 2. They came to complain. So right now I just want you to ask yourself, why, why am I here? Am I here to listen? Am I here to complain? Uh, if I am, whatever, I, I want to be more hungry for the Word. I want, I want this appetite to grow in me that is never quenching, especially when it comes for the word. Amen? So the tax collectors, they came to learn from Jesus, whereas the Pharisees, they came to uh, complain to Jesus. They came to attack Jesus with a lot of questions, with a lot of tests, with arguing. And that has been proved in uh, so many verses in the Bible. If you look, uh, go through the whole book of Matthew and Mark. Uh, go to verse three. So what, what goes ahead? Now Jesus tells them a story. And in the story, there are three characters. We're gonna identify these three people, okay? So uh, Jesus tells them the story and verse four says, if a man, let's read together, if a man, has 100 sheep, and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? Wow. Just imagine Jesus uh, telling this to the Pharisees and the notorious sinners. If a man... So, there are are three people over here, just as I said. So, the first one was the shepherd, the man who looked after the sheep as the shepherd. The second one is the sheepfold, and the third one is that one lost sheep. What are the three categories? The shepherd, the the sheepfold, and the one lost sheep. Okay, you got to talk to me, all right? Otherwise, uh, we'll go, we'll take the sermon for a very long time then. (laughs) So, and in that it says one of them gets lost. Now, if you look at Psalms chapter 23, verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Many a times, as sheep, we... Step out of a sheepfold thinking we might find provision anywhere else apart from the sheepfold. Probably the shepherd. The shepherd over here could be uh, d- defined in two categories. It could be the sh- chief shepherd, that is Jesus, and the shepherd, or the pastors and the leaders that are pointed over your life. So when, these, uh, when, when the sheep uh, feels that he or she is lost, it would just go for. It would just go and look out for uh, food, and the only way the sheep can find food is being with the sheepfold. For being with the sheepfold, being because the shepherd knows what the sheep needs. The shepherd knows why the sheep, uh, he's been breeding the sheep uh, like for a quite long time. He's been with the sheep since the time the sheep has been born. He's seen his uh, his or her life. He studied the sheep and when that one sheep goes out uh, and he says that, I don't know, I'm just lost. Probably that, that sheep is, you know, going out and he just looks down. Why? Why would the sheep go out? He's looking for food. The sheep is looking for food, and when the sheep is looking for food, it would just go, "Okay, bah, I'm lost." It's like I'm lost. I don't know where I am. And instead of looking for food outside the sheep uh, fold. What is worse to say in Psalms 23? He leads me, he lets me rest in green meadows, and leads me beside peaceful streams. I want this to go into your spirit. So read with me: He lets me rest in green meadows, and he leads me beside peaceful streams. Green meadows and peaceful streams. The green meadows could be interpreted as the Word of God, and the peaceful stream that is. The Holy Spirit, is it says in the scriptures, out of, you, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And it says, also man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So if the Lord is your shepherd, you don't really have to walk out of your sheepfold. Then it says in verse 3, He renews my strength. He guides me along right path, bringing honor to his name even when i walk through the darkest valley i will not be afraid for you are close beside me your rod and your staff protect and comfort me wow it's 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 good to see right rod and staff they protect and comfort like the verse 3 says he renews my strength when you continually uh go after the Word of God, when you continually keep pursuing the presence of God, there is a renewal of strength that comes within your spirit. And He guides us along a right path, which means there was a path that was taken wrong by the sheep. Yeah? So, even when I walk through the darkest valleys, now the sheep is lost. Okay, probably it's not the sheep's fault. The sheep went out for food, okay? The sheep went out for food and when the sheep was lost he knows who's coming behind him he knows and that's why he says i will not be afraid can you say i will not be afraid i might be that sheep who is you know lost its way but i will not be afraid and for you are close beside me your rod and your staff they comfort protect and comfort me so in the olden days uh, when the shepherds, they took the sheep out, and they knew if there is a sheep that is very notorious, just like there were notorious sinners that had come to Jesus, and, and there is a, uh, there's a sheep that is really naughty. You know, what, 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 uh, what, do, what does the shepherd do? He would just, uh, you know, break the legs of the sheep, and now the sheep can do nothing. Now, it's, it's hard, it's painful, you know, when, when he says, your rod and your staff, they comf- protect and comfort me. The sheep's legs are broken, and now the sheep has to be taken on the shepherd's shoulder, everywhere. So, whenever the sheep is on the shepherd's shoulder, he is close to his voice, he is close to, he knows the... Uh, he knows where the shepherd is going next the very next step the shepherd is going to take he knows it because now he can do nothing without the, sh- uh, without the shepherd. The sheep can do nothing without the shepherd and later on it says uh, in Luke chapter 15 verse 5 he, when he has found the sheep he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. So. Initially, the process might not look very good. The process might not look very, uh, you know, happy when, when the legs are hurt and all you need to do is just be carried along with the shepherd, wherever the shepherd goes. But till you learn, any time, you know, remember this, anytime time you come across your leaders or your pastors uh, coming to you and confronting you, or probably they correct you. It is, not for, it is not because they are against you. The shepherd has never been against the sheep. The shepherd loves the sheep. And that is why he makes sure that he protects and comforts the sheep through ways that he can do best. And then, you know what? When he brings the sheep back home, there is rejoicing. Luke chapter 15, verse uh, verse 5, he brings it on his shoulders. And Psalms chapter 23, verse 5 says, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. So every time uh, there are sheep that are anointed with oil, it is for the shepherd to know where the sheep is it is for the shepherd to have an understanding of where the sheep is anytime that there is anointing over your life it has the ability to attract god's favor over your life amen anytime you feel that you have not been seen you have not been recognized that's not true if there is anointing on your life the favor favor of god is going to come and attract and you know call you out into the light And then it says in verse 6 of uh, Psalm 23, Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. What what does Luke 15 verse 6 say? When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep. Verse 7, in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. There is joy in the kingdom of God when there is one sheep that comes back, when there is a correction that the sheep has to go through, when um, when there is... a lot of breaking that the sheep has to go through and when the sheep comes back there is joy in the kingdom, there is celebration. Can we believe that 2019 we're going to move into a year where there will be a lot of restoration of the lost sheep. The sheep are going to come back home. The The shepherds are going to pursue them and they're going to come back no matter what it takes. But we're going to go after those sheep. We're not going to leave the sheep. We're going to go after the sheep if if that takes. Being on our knees for them, if that takes. And, you know, there's going to be great joy. This house would be filled with great joy. We're believing that we are going to be filled with great joy when that one comes back. Verse 8 of Luke chapter 15, or suppose a woman who has ten silver coins and loses one, won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it, hey I thought you were reading with me, or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one, she. And sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it yeah so what was the first restoration that we know about of the of the sheep and over here it talks about a woman the woman now there are three things over here a woman uh, 10 coins and one lost coin And it does not say just coins, it says silver coins. For sure, silver coins, it means it does carry value because when you calculate it in terms, uh, in in the currency of that time, it's like one silver coin is like one drachmas or one denarii, denarius, that's what the Bible says. And the woman can be interpreted as the bride of Jesus and the ten silver coins that carry value and there is one coin the ten silver coins is the team that is serving in the house the the people that are you know continually serving day and night in the house of God now what, what does the Bible say or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one won't she what what does the woman have to do What does the church have to do? What does the woman that is interpreted as the church, the bride of Jesus, have to do? She has to light the lamp. And? Because you cannot sweep in darkness, right? You cannot sweep in darkness. So, look at Luke chapter 11, verse 33. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. There is light inside of you. There is value inside of you. Verse 34, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. There are times when we uh, come to a place where the light is snuffed. But can we just ask the Lord, can you close your eyes? Just do, uh, 30 seconds, just 30 seconds, close your eyes. Lord, if there is light that is snuffed out of us, this, morning, uh, this evening we just... This afternoon, we just take time to ask you to let that light burn again. If that has to start with being a small candle, here I am, here I am. Let that light start burning again, in Jesus' name. Verse 35, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light, no dark corners, no dark corners then your whole life will be radiant as a floodlight we are filling you with light may this become your story that may you become the light in this house may you become not just the light but a floodlight in this house and may you shine and you know be called for greater things because if there is anointing on you and if the oil is on you, it does not, it's not hard for the favor of God to get attracted towards you and call you out. You've seen so many people in our, team, in our workforce team being used by God. I mean, I mean, it's not your ability that calls you out. It's, it's just your willingness to be at His feet. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as leaders, as the church, we are going to go ahead and make sure and sweep across the house. The, the sheep was lost outside the sheepfold, outside the boundaries of the sheepfold, but the coin was lost in the house. The coin was lost in the house. It could be that there are times you have been discouraged or there are times you have been like, no, probably I am of no use, but you know what? You've seen a lot of stats of the workforce team, what they did and what, what has happened through. You've been such a great blessing. So every time you see and if you get to know of a light that is on their life, you're gonna call out that light. You're gonna pursue them, you're gonna pray for them. And what happens? Later in, this, in verse 10, Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Uh, I'm skipping a lot. Uh, so in there is great joy in the presence of, God, presence of God's angels, even when one sinner repents. So, you know what, your, the joy that you have in this season is preparing you for your promotion. It's not your promotion that allows the joy, but your joy. What, uh, I've, I've heard Pastor Prajee say this multiple times, what you celebrate increases. When, we, when you celebrate the anointing that is on your life, it will increase. And, it will, and if you're ready to serve, it will increase. Luke chapter 15 verses 11. So, wh- what we did for the first part was, the, there was a sh- shepherd and a sheep. The second was, there was a woman and a coin. And the third is, Chapter 11, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. Go ahead. The younger son told his father, I want my share of estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between two sons. Now, how many role plays are here? Father and two sons. Generally, uh, the Bible uh, titles this as the prodigal son story, right? There are are many instances in the Bible where one brother gets preferred over the other in the Old Testament. You've seen this so many times that one brother gets preferred over the other. But uh, over here in verse 12, it says, The father agreed to divide his wealth. He did not tell him, come let's have a talk, come let's decide, uh, le- like, let's get to know what is bothering you, what is, uh, what is the matter, why do you want to leave? But uh, the f- over here, the father could be your spiritual father or uh, this could be the father that is Jesus that is represented. But you know what? God is also a gentle God. If he, if you say that I want to go, he'll let you go. I want to go, he'll let you go. He is a gentle God. He'll not force his will on you. And that's what the father did over here. He did not force his will on the son. He just let him go. And though the father knew that the path he was taking was not the right path, he did not say anything. Look, and he had asked for inheritance right the the greatest thing over here was give me my share he'd asked for inheritance when you are in the father's house for sure there is an inheritance that belongs to you but there is a way of receiving the inheritance there is a way of getting that inheritance look at proverbs chapter 20 verse 21 an inheritance obtained too early in life is not a blessing in the end ouch everyone goes for the inheritance everyone is so attracted by the inheritance that uh, that the father is going to pass on but an inheritance obtained too early in life is not a blessing in the end so we're gonna be in this period of celebrating the little things and we're gonna, we're gonna be in this place where it's not about the inheritance that I have but I'm gonna be faithful till the end because there is a blessing that lies ahead of me. It's the same with the story of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, when Elijah had, it was only when Elijah left and when Elisha, Elisha had asked for the inheritance, it's only when Elijah left, the anointing fell on him. And he did not even know about it. I've not mentioned that verse, but he say, uh, it says in Second Kings chapter 2, verse 15, when the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, they exclaim, Elijah's spirit rests upon Eli- uh, Elisha. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. The verse before that, it says in verse 14, he struck the waters with Elijah's cloak. Elisha, Elisha did not know about this. And he, he just, he just all, all that fell was the cloak. And he struck the waters with Elijah's cloak and cried out, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And then the river divided and Elisha went across. That's how we got to know. When the prophet saw that that divide that happened, that's when he came to a realization that there was, a, there was an inheritance that came on me. So many times we miss out on inheritance that falls on us just because we are running after that one thing that we want in the house, that one thing we, we, we miss out on, the inheritance that we already are walking in. Luke 15, verse 13. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings, moved to a distant land, and then he wasted all his money in wild living. It's like, uh, and verse 14 it says, the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. The surroundings also did not support, uh, or the nature did not support his running out of the house as well. Like, why would a famine strike a land just right when he decided that he would leave? Can you imagine, like, this the son decided I'm gonna leave the house and probably he's got all all everything he's got his inheritance now he's got his share of money that he's asked for but uh, the 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 surroundings around him that did not support uh, what what he wanted to do and he began to starve in that's the same thing that happened in the book of Ruth as well, when Elimelech and Naomi, when they chose to leave Bethlehem and go out of the land, when they went out of the la- land of bread, they faced a famine. This is the same thing that happened with, it's such an eye-opener, the same thing that happened with uh, the son as well. Look at verse 15. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. Verse 16, the young man became so hungry, read with me, that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. Next verse, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare and here i am dying out of hunger this man came to his senses this guy came to his senses he's like what on earth was i doing why did i why did i go out of my father's house where even the servants have enough food to eat but thank god for that, that son, you know, who still came back to his senses, it was not that he was just lost. He was lost and he came back to his senses. Thank God for, for him coming back to his senses. And then he, uh, the, so that's what understanding does to you. When, you when, when understanding strikes you, that's what it does to you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19, it says, By wisdom the Lord founded the earth, by understanding he created the heavens. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on? Cry out for? Ask for? If you ever feel you're in a place like that, keep this verse always close to your heart. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding, because it's only when you understand what what happens is you come to a place of realization. Guru Luke chapter 15 verse 18. I will go. Then he hears, hears the guy who prepares his speech. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned both against heaven and you. He did not just sin against he, he confesses that he sinned, but even if he did, he realized, or he understood, it was not just against one realm. It says, both heaven and both heaven and the house. yeah, both heaven and you. And 19, it says, "I am no longer worthy being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant." he decided let me just go back and i'm gonna tell this to my father and i'm gonna go in the father's house and serve but what really happened was so he returned home to his father in verse 20 and while he was still a long way off while he was still a long way off his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him. That's the father's heart. That's the heart of the father. He, he, is, a go, uh, he is a good, good father who embraces you. Be, uh, your shepherds, they know that and they love you. They love the sheep and that's why when they sh- see the sheep coming uh, and we sang, you came running down my prodigal road. It's, it's such a joy to see the son coming back. And he not only embraced and kissed him, the, his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you, both heaven and you, and I'm no longer being called your son. But his father said to his servants, quick, bring in the house, get a ring for his finger, and sandals for his feet. Three things over here. He, this guy just came out from the uh, pig's pen, you know, where there was like a lot of dirt. And he, he might be stinking and he might be yucky, like, you know, but but the dad went all, all out and moved with compassion. He ran, embraced him, kissed him, no matter how he looked, no matter wh- how, how he smelled it's it's and immediately immediately it does not say he went took shower and then he went cleaned up and then we normally uh, we see parents who who bring in small kids home and they've just played in the rain and they come back home and they're like okay go clean up and then i will hug you but hey this man he was like go bring the finest robe get a ring and sandals for his feet. It it was just saying that, uh, giving you the robe, I'm covering you with my love. Giving you the ring, I'm giving you authority in the house. Giving you sandals, I've given you protocol uh, protocol and position in the house. You have a place in the house. In all three stories, you see this one common thing, that uh, there is a house everywhere there is a house and then you know what happens there is celebration in the house so verse 23 and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast Verse 24 for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life he was lost but he is found so the party began let us believe that 2019 is gonna be a year where this house is gonna be known as a house, where the sons are coming back and it's gonna be a house of party and worship. Amen. Amen? The, how, how, can, how can the son come back and then not be party? And it was not just a uh, party. It was mean, meanwhile the older, oldest son, was working in the field and he returned home he saw there is music and dancing there's music and dancing too so this year the upcoming year we're gonna go undignified in our worship we're gonna move to a place where our worship is going to be undignified and verse 27 it says the brother is back he was he was told, and the father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. That's what the servant told the, the second son. And over here, you need to know, uh, the second son was not quite happy at the first son's return. The second son was not quite uh, joyful in seeing. He was like, I'm not going to come inside. It went to an extent where his father had to beg him. Never come to a place in your life where your dad has to beg you, to, you know, to come and celebrate. Be ready to celebrate sons and daughters, no matter what. Because elevation is not something that comes when, when you need it the most. It's when you think you don't need it the most, that's when your promotion comes. That's when your elevation comes. And looking at your brother or sister rejoicing, you, would re- you need to rejoice apparently the eldest son had an identity issue that's why he went through a lot of crisis in his heart to to be able to celebrate his uh, younger brother so then the last verse says verse 32 we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life he was lost but now he's found Now, I'm just going to summarize this. There was a sheep and a shepherd in the first story. The sheep went out and the shepherd went after him and he brought him back to the house. There was a coin and a woman in the second story. The coin was lost in the house and the woman had to go after the coin. But over here, the father did not go after In the third story, in the prodigal son story, the father did not go after the son. He waited till the son came to a realization. He waited till his son realized that I am a son and I have a rightful place in my father's house. So let's believe this 2019 is going to be a year of restoration of sheep where the lost sheep are gonna come back, where the lost coins are gonna come back, where the lost sons are gonna come back. Look at Habakkuk chapter three, verse 17 to 19. Can we stand and read this verse? Stand, hold uh, your neighbor's hands. Are you really excited for 2019 because this is like the word that was released and it's gonna be a year of great joy no matter what no matter how let's start reading it one two three go even though the fig trees have no blossom and there is no grapes on the wines even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon heights, amen. Your promotion comes in being found and your elevation comes in being found in who you are in Christ. You are chosen, you're not forsaken. We hope you are refreshed and strengthened by the Word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at DreamingRevival.com Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Centre on Saturdays at 7pm or Sundays at 11am.